Welcome to the Offering the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. We've got a show for the ladies today. We're going to be speaking with Vicki L. Dobbs, and her second book is Get Off of the Shelf. Choose you first. You have a right to be happy. And you know, ladies, you know, so often we are putting everyone else uh, ahead of us. And then when we're depleted, there's no one to help us. So she's going to help us balance our lives, okay, where we can do more and still have a life for ourselves. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that is holding you back. But you know, I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, nesmoniquechapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on LinkedIn. And folks, if you like the podcast, please subscribe or give us some stars. We greatly appreciate it. My guest today, Vicki L. Dobbs, is a best-selling author founder of Wisdom Evolution and the You First Revolution, Vicki L. Dobbs brings 40 years of business experience, coaching, and mentorship into her spiritual practice and teaching. For the past two decades, she has been helping people struggling to find a balance between who they are and what they do. Vicki opens existential gateways through which individuals can face their challenges as opportunities and live every day empowering, empowered, I should say, by the voice of their own authentic truth. And you can find out more about her at VickiDobbs.com. Again, that's VickiDobbs.com. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you so much, Monique. It's a joy to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. I'm so happy you um, agreed to get on. Um, this book, Get Off of the Shelf, it seems like perfect timing because between COVID a couple of years ago, everything going on with the um, politics of the world, not just here in the United States, it's time for women to take action, I feel. So why did you write this book? Well, I had a very visceral I don't know, experience. I, I have to say it felt real, but I have never found the location that it it happened in. So 
the the dream was me walking down a hallway lined with bookshelves when my attention got connected to something up until my left and there I sat on the top of a bookshelf with my arms crossed and my knees crossed and my foot bouncing up and down looking down at me going what in the Sam hell am I doing on this shelf again <laughs> and it was so real and and I actually had a dentist appointment later that day and he said so what are you up to nowadays and I said I think I'm going to write a book called get off the shelf mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it got started it was it's my story of how I have watched myself set me aside in service to everything and everybody else in my life except myself. But it's and interesting because your story crosses the whole realm of females. I, I hope it's something that, that men and women alike will hear. There are men who, who are just as codependent as women are, who have been raised to, you know, put everything ahead of themselves and, I would just love people to know that that you, your heart, your truth, your soul matter. It's Mm -hmm. not just what you do, what you give to the world and and how you um, react to the world, but it's who you are in the world. It's you, the truth of you, the depth of you, that, that dream that lies dormant in the bottom of your heart. It matters. You matter. And above all else, when you put you first, you gift the world the best of you, not just what's left of you. Mm, I like that. The best, not just what's left. Now, you didn't just arrive at this magical point. (laughs) You went through a lot of trials and tribulations to get here. You say in the book that um, as a younger woman, you struggled with weight. You had a mother who had a very tiny waist and she was the, sound like the quintessential 50s mom. I mean, with the hose, the dress, the whole nine yards, you know, at home, you know. uh, Absolutely. Right. And you weren't that. And then you had a sister who was small for a while, then got bigger. So talk to us about how our perception of what we look like in the world can keep us on that shelf. And how did you get off? Well, I I think the biggest thing is that that 50s women generation were raised by mothers who who felt the need for them to be perfect in the outside world because in their opinion they represented the home the family the parents it's the old story about you know don't wear holy underwear in case you have an accident heaven forbid what's the ambulance driver going to think of your mother if you've got holy underwear on mm-hmm. and that is a huge load to carry across your shoulders. That perception of perfection when you walk out into the real world, but nobody tells you what perfection is. You just have commercials and magazines and TV shows, and there's a a part of you that wants to be strong and athletic, but the picture in, in our minds of that type is slender and smaller and i'm five foot ten my sister's six foot we we were in our now in our 70s for us high school was hard all the boys were shorter than us and it wasn't cool for you to have a shorter boyfriend 
So you have all these social mores that you grow up with telling you who you should be and who you shouldn't be and how you should be and how you shouldn't be. And those are the voices that put you on the shelf. Well, putting us ourselves on the shelf because we're taking care of everybody else, society says we can't do or shouldn't do or it's not the polite thing to do. How does a younger woman today who's still, and unfortunately, some of these girls are still growing up with that perfect pictures, you know, story. How do we help them not buy into that? It's like buying into the matrix. How do we help them not buy into that and discover their own lives. I mean, more and more females are, but I think in mass, we need to do it even further. I think the first thing that I would share with, with any youngster, I, I, I say the same thing to my grandsons that are, are almost 10 and now 13, that they have to remember that they have value. It doesn't matter what they look like, sound like, are, are wearing or doing. They matter, that you matter. And so I would share with a young woman at whatever her age, be it 10 or 100, that hashtag you matter. When you choose you first, when you give yourself permission to be valuable, mm -hmm. then it, it takes away that what other people think, because you know you have worth, you know that you matter. So take the, the image of you and love it in whatever way, shape, form, color it is. If it's purple hair or it's white hair, if it's black clothes or rainbow colored clothes, be you authentically and the world will open doors for you because you're not wearing a mask that somebody else put on you that in essence sets you on the shelf. Okay, well, what do you say to the women over in Iran? Um, at least I think that's where it is right now. Yes. Where they're struggling with, you know, they don't want to wear the, who's it, hajib or whatever. Uh -huh. And they want that freedom, but the patriarchal society there is saying, no, you're under my thumb. Any ideas of how they can get around that? Because I know that would help American women. The world needs to stand up and recognize that they are taking their power and they're willing to die for it. And I love that they asked that question. Just the other day, my eye doctor who has family there said to me, how can we make this more public? How can we let people know what's happening there? And Monique, thank you for, for opening the door to that question because I just send so much love and light to that area that these women of power have found the strength to say, I'd rather be dead than under your thumb, mm -hmm. that I have value. And I'm going to stand here face to face, toe to toe with you and offer you my life as that truth. Mm. You know, I, I absolutely love that. And I applaud the women for doing that. But then you turn around and you look at the United States when Trump got elected, all the pink pussies came out with their little hats. And um, there was another occasion when women, I can't even remember, I guess the beginning of Roe v. Wade being discussed as, you know, getting rid of it. And here we're sitting in the United States today where, you know, the government has revoked 
um, a woman's right on that level. And folks, if you think that's the only thing they're going to revoke, you're wrong. Uh, so how can we help American women today stand up? We don't have to take this crap just because some man said so or a group of men said so. I think never one, the, the same thing, you have to be willing to stand up and be seen. So many women are voicing to their friends and family their true feelings, but they aren't sharing them where their voices are heard mm -hmm. by the important people. And of course, your number one thing to do is vote, but don't vote stupid. Don't vote because you're told how to vote or you're shown how to vote or somebody's commercial is better than somebody else's commercial and suddenly you believe that one over that one. Research your vote. Understand what you're voting for. And most importantly, believe in who you are voting for, that it's the same belief you want for yourself because that vote says to the world that that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So the voting would definitely, and I agree, would definitely help. And then we just have to take ownership, you know. Yes, and, don't be afraid to post on social media how you feel. I, I, I was a, a lifelong realtor. I, I have semi-retired, you know, mm -hmm. a good realtor never dies. They just become list. List. <laughs> so I am a listless realtor, but mm -hmm. that career was was a real eye opener for me because I came into it without the truth of me. I came into it trying to be who I thought a realtor ought to be based on my perception of somebody else's opinion of of what a realtor, a woman realtor was. Mm -hmm. You know, the the high heels, the skirts, the nails done, the hair perfect, driving a little gold Cadillac, whatever. Mm -hmm. I got successful and realized that I could be me when I was wearing my 49er sweats in the office on Super Bowl Sunday with my little tiny black and white TV and a bowl of potato chips. Who's going to yeah. walk in on Super Bowl Sunday during the Super Bowl and want to see a house? <laughs> well, somebody did. And they met, met Vicky. They, uh -huh. didn't, they didn't meet the realtor that Vicky thought she should be. I sold him a house. Mm -hmm. And that was an eye opener for me because it said, wow, it was okay to be me and still succeed. And, and I flipped the switch on what I thought I should be as a realtor and just showed up as me very successfully. So when we wear the masks that the world hands us to put on in the various aspects of our life, we're extinguishing, we're, we're smothering the flame in our heart. And that's where depression comes from. And that's where all the sadness in the world comes from, because there's this, this web of life that surrounds this planet that every single one of us touches and is connected to. And your sadness is contagious just as much as your joy is contagious. And when you find you first and you put you at the top of your priority list and you make sure you matter ahead of what you do. And I'm saying, take care of yourself, put you on your calendar 
and hold yourself accountable for showing up for an appointment with you for the things that are important to fuel your joy, to feed your soul. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is so true. And the women that I work with, especially if they're 50 or older, I will tell them, you know, you're born again at this point. And I don't mean the religious born again. What I mean is if you've had a, a mate, man or children in your life, the kids are grown or almost grown. You've either decided to keep the mate or you're getting rid of the mate. And then it's me time. It's time for you to truly live your authentic self even if you haven't done that to this point. And I'll say, if you're 50, you're age zero. If you're 51, you're age one. Take your years of experience and look at the world through the eyes of a one-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, whatever it is. Because I love that, Monique. It gives, that's it that's gives bringing life. innocence back to life. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't have to be hard. But um, Vicki, talk to us about bringing more balance into our life. I mean, yes, we have the, you know, the right to be heard and, you know, we matter and all that, but sometimes we still get caught up and I got to take care of everybody. Well, I, I love teaching about calendaring the F words in your life. This was a gift from my real estate mentor, Walter Sanford, 30 years ago, mm -hmm. when he said that real estate is not your life. Real estate is part of your life. And to live a balanced life, you have to balance the F words in your life. That's faith, family, fun, fitness, finances, and friends. And what I found in being able to balance the F words in my life is that you put them on a calendar. Mm -hmm. So if you start each month with a fresh page in your calendar, be that electronic or on paper, you put you in every week. That's you time, whether that's at the spa, whether it's a mani-pedi, whether it's curled up reading a book or laying out in the sunshine or taking a drive to the hills. You time matters because when you give yourself the gift of being important to you, mm -hmm. that's not an act of being selfish. That's an act of self-preservation. Then you calendar the things that are important to get done. Obviously, you have to make money. You have to take care of family. You have to, to do certain things in life just to live, like buy groceries. Mm -hmm. So the things that are important go on your calendar. I teach put money on your calendar in green. If that's an appointment that has the potential to make you income, whether it's going to work nine to five or whether it's selling a book or doing massage therapy. That goes on the calendar in green. Me time is pink. Uh -huh. My friends are lavender and things that I can negotiate with myself are generally in yellow. You know, like the stoplight, you got red, yellow and green, red, non-negotiable. That's a have to appointment you have to keep like me talking to you today. Uh -huh. Something that's yellow is OK, I can think about it, but do I really want to change that or not? And the green things are go. You got to get them done. And then there's the pink, which is really important you time. And then you still have faith and friends to deal with and your family. So calendar the F words in your life, faith, family, fun, fitness, finance, friends, and then hold yourself accountable for showing up for those appointments. Don't let you negotiate yourself out of your own happiness. 
Yes. And I found, you know, it took me forever to, to learn that lesson, but I finally got to the point where set, Sunday's my day off and I actually take it off. Um, I look to see who's calling and if it's not a relative, <laughs> I only answer the phone. And I had a couple of people get really upset with me. Well, I tried to call you on Sunday and you weren't available. And I was like, that's right. It was a day for me to rejuvenate, you know? Yes. And if I do something that I don't want to do on a Sunday, it sets the whole upcoming week off. So I, I think it's important to be in our truth. Yes. And, and to honor yourself by gifting yourself permission mm -hmm. to matter to put you first. And it, it's a it's difficult challenge. I, I was into my 50s when I learned about boundaries. It's like, what? I can have boundaries? <laughs> yeah, I can do that for real. Oh, you mean I can actually tell somebody they don't have permission to talk to me like that or treat me like that? That was a whole new concept to me. And, and I'm still learning that one. Uh -huh. It's a um, it's a lifetime journey, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, you matter. It's important that we matter. Now, let's talk about uh, uh, switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about grief for a moment. Um, we've all experienced grief on some level. You experience a very close personal grief, as did I. It wasn't my son like you, but my stepson passed away back in June. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to get past, I don't know, that feeling. I, I don't even want to call it grief. I don't even know what it was, but it was just a certain feeling. It's so, a whole. Yes. So how do we work past things like that? How do we get past that so we keep moving? You know, it's not about getting past it. It's about getting on with it because it doesn't go away. Uh -huh. It's been 17 plus years since my son left and it's like yesterday. Uh -huh. And the gift of his passing is that we now communicate on a friendship mentor type basis instead of mother and son uh -huh. and the loss anybody who has experienced the depth of the grief so close to home in the loss of a child or a parent or a sibling there there's no explaining it when somebody says to you i i understand Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. But the hardest thing to say to somebody is, I, I know what you're feeling. No, you don't. Mm -mm. Because every single one of us deals with and lives through and with grief in their own way. And there is no right or wrong way to grieve. I, I wrote a piece in the book called Grief is Like an Ocean Wave. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is for me. When you first experience, maybe you, you lost your goldfish or your puppy. That's the beginning of, of your understanding of grief as a child. And it's a little wave. And, and when it comes in and smacks you around the ankles and the sand shifts under your feet, you know, it knocks you a little off balance, but it's, it's okay. You can stand there and maybe the next one comes in knee high and, mm -hmm. and you really have to work at getting your balance back. Then there's the waves that come in and hit you chest high and literally knock you down and take you under. 
And as you are being tossed in this wave of grief, you may find a place of peace that you want to stay in and not come back from. And that's okay too. breathe through it and understand that when the wave throws you back out on the sand, Mm -hmm. it's because this is how your journey continues. You go down, you come back up, you get knocked a little off balance, you waver and you stand, you get your footing knocked out from underneath you. And there's times it feels like your heart will be ripped out from underneath you. Mm But you will learn in your own way. And I have to say, there's, again, no right or wrong way to grieve. There is only your way. And Mm -hmm. allow yourself to take that in, to breathe in. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. There is just my way. And if next time you encounter somebody who has suffered a tragedy in their life, however close or distant, those of us who are feeling the grief that's happening around the world, instead of saying, how are you doing? Ask someone how they are being today. Mm. That's a big difference, a big difference. Um, So I want to shift gears again, but I want to talk about the D word doubt, because sometimes we'll come up with these fantastic ideas and plans and all. And then all of a sudden, that little negative, you know, gnarly little voice comes in there and says, well, you can't do that because somebody 40 years told you you can't do that. So talk to us about doubt and how we can overcome it. That is the voice that sits on my right shoulder and screeches in my ear. It's the ego mind that in its own essence is trying to keep you safe, which means no change, no no upheaval, same old, same old, same old, same old that you were taught you shouldn't change, that, that you know, there, there's doubt can be an important thing. And and so I share with people is the doubt in your mind, in your throat, in your heart or in your belly. Mm -hmm. Those are different questions. And they're from very different resources when you you take those those feelings of doubt and and confront them where they're coming from. But doubt is a great teacher because it also makes you take just that instant and say, is this right for me or not? Just don't let doubt be the ruling voice in your mind because it will drown you and you will find yourself, you know, treading water. And that's exactly where you'll be when doubt runs your life. You're stuck in the middle of a stream or the swimming pool and you're just treading water. You can't go left or right because doubt says, really? Mm -hmm. So you, you know in your own heart that you know in your own mind and body what's right for you. So trust when your head starts playing games with you, listen to your heart. I used to tell people when they'd they'd shop with me to buy a house, oh, great, you walked into this, you love it. That's your head talking. You like the location, you like the color, blah, blah, blah. Sit down in the chair. Now, Mm -hmm. feel the house. Mm -hmm. So then your stomach starts getting butterflies. What if I might have to, blah, blah. Okay, now, the head's telling you this is good. The belly flies are giving you, I'm not sure. Move into your heart. And listen to what your heart tells you, because when your head and your belly come together in your heart, you got the right answer. 
That is definitely true. So, you know, folks, you got to take the time. It's like taking the time to go within. You talk about this in your book about awareness and going inside and, and really feeling what you're looking to do and feeling what you're going through at the moment. Um, our time is um, drawing nigh. It's amazing how fast our time uh, goes. When people go to your website, VickiDobbs.com, what are they going to find there? Well, you'll find a little short video that tells you my story that's, you know, coming up on 10 years old, but the story doesn't change. There's just been more added to it. Mm -hmm. VickiDobbs.com is V-I-C-K-I-D-O-B-B-S.com. You can find me on Facebook as Vicki L. Dobbs. Join the You First Revolution on Facebook. We'd love to have you there and, and your opinions and support you. You can sign up for my free newsletter. And there are a couple of options for gifts. And I would love to send you whatever you would like from me. So email Vicki at VickiDobbs.com if you have questions. Uh -huh. And Monique, thank you so much again for sharing your time with me and, and allowing me to gift the world with the best of me today. Oh, well, you're very welcome. And I'm so glad. Thank you for writing the book. And I will go and purchase your first book. Uh, what's the name of that one again? You First, Practical Wisdom for Nurturing Body, Mind, Heart, and Soul. It's just a little storybook, workbook, journal. Okay. Well, folks, I think both books would do you good, especially if you're in a state of transformation right now, which we all are. So you might as well just admit it and get on board and because we're not going back to whatever life used to be. Okay. We're in our new normal that you can still make a wonderful life for yourself within the new normal. So Vicki Dobbs, thank you for being with me. Uh, to the audience, I thank you for joining us. I truly appreciate your time and attention. And everyone, please remember that the most important choice you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of getting off the shelf. What the blessings lighten up to all.